no pressure. I know, right? I'm like, welcome to the Waxing Podcast. No pressure, right? Because this is a brand new platform. I've never used it before either. So in some sense, we are both doing this together today. Perfect. That makes me feel better. (laughs) Um, I want to welcome on uh, Faye Zandy from Zandy K. She is an esthetician. Zandyland now. Okay. Zandyland now, LLC. She is an esthetician um, turned product developer, and I cannot wait to deep dive into your whole story. Yeah. And so just to step back, like I'm not an esthetician. I'm actually a cosmetologist. So I've actually done everything in my career from hair to skin to even nails for a while. So I have been in the industry for 25 years. So I've done it all. So you are a cosmetologist who has a, such a big umbrella because you can do just about anything in the industry, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, um, I love so that. I love the cosmetology license. Tell me a little bit about how you started. I guess we can take it back to, you know, your beginning days. Yeah. Uh, so I actually really accidentally got into this industry I um, had like kind of a tough upbringing and was on my own at 16, actually. And I kind of was like, okay, I need to like survive. (laughs) So what can I do to make money? And I'm like, cosmetology. There was a school like right down the street from my house. And I was like, sure, let's do that, you know. And so I went and got my cosmetology license at 16, actually. Um, Wow. Yeah, to do some of my high school credits. And it was honestly the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, So I got fully licensed when I was about 17, you know, after school and everything, because I did the full cosmetology hours. And then I actually went into mall salons from there. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely relate to like a lot of our waxers, like stories when I hear them talk about EWC and like how much they learned through that about what they liked and didn't like too, you know? So it was like, that was very much my experience of like, I learned so much because you kind of have that traffic of just like people coming through, um, but also learn like what I didn't want in the industry too. And so I actually worked in those. How long did you do that for? I was in those from, I want to say like 17 to like 21. Yeah. Cause I'm like, so, if you're younger, chances are like you kind of stay with what you know. And so I can see your journey being a little bit longer in situations like that, because you really are just trying to like soak up the industry yeah. and learn everything that you can. Right. And I think also like with my background, I grew up a little bit, you know, poorer and I, I didn't really see like nice salons, right. Growing up, that wasn't where I ever was taken or, you know, I never saw that kind of thing. And so for me, it was like, you know, good money, getting my hands on a lot of people. I did hair and waxing at my, at the mall salons. Um, and then I left that actually to go booth rent for a little bit in a salon that was, um, one of my cousins. So my cousins had kind of been in cosmetology. I was like, well, they make good money. So let's do that. So I went to do booth rent with them for a little while and um, did waxing and hair there too. And I just was like really unfulfilled by that environment because it was really small, right? There Mm -hmm. was like two people that worked there and it was just kind of, 
I really thrive off of that salon environment, you know, where it's like busy and there's people around and, you know, that kind of thing. And so it just wasn't a good fit for me. So I actually kind of moved on and went into, I walked into an Aveda salon one day and they were like, Hey, do you do nails? And I'm, I was just dropping off a resume and they're like, Hey, do you do nails? And I was like, uh, yeah, I can. But you're like, <laughs> so, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they were like, uh, can you start tonight? I, and you know, I'm like 21. So I'm like, sure. You know, well, and Aveda exactly. is like such a, like a luxe salon. And exactly. you're like, hey, and so it was, yeah, it was like, I just want to make foot in the door. And so I did nails there for a while. And, um, then started doing hair in that salon. So, cause they specialized. And so it just was a hairstylist there. Um, and that's kind of how I got into more of like the Aveda world into bigger salons. So, and I was actually in college at the time. So I was getting a finance degree and I kind of in my head was like, I'm never going to work in a salon again. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, so I'm like, gonna... what... Was this to like get you through like college and like trying to work totally. on like that next step? You used your cosmetology money to do so? Totally. Yes. And yeah. so, and I was also a really young single mom. So I had my first daughter when I was 19. Um, and well, I just turned 20 actually when I had her, but um, I was finishing school doing hair and was like, you know, I'm never going to work in a salon again. I'm going to get a big fancy finance job with my big fancy degree, you know? And I did got out of school. I got a finance degree and worked for in aerospace actually. Oh, wow. And yeah, so like totally different, but it was just the most unfulfilling thing in the world for me. And I would almost like cry every day going to work. And don't get me wrong. I loved my coworkers, you know, had great opportunities, loved learning those things, but it just didn't like fulfill my soul. Mm -hmm. It was just, I just felt I missed that life, you know, cause there's something so different about our industry about like having a client walk in and then walking out, like feeling totally different about themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, and it's so, for your sake hair is such a longer process, but how I see it is like instant gratification, whether it takes 15 minutes or three hours, like it is that true immediate, you know, fulfillment through that client that brings you the ultimate fulfillment through your job. Exactly. Exactly. And I just missed my clients and I missed, you know, working with the people in the salon, those relationships I had developed there. And so I think it just took me having to do that to realize I was like in the right place in the beginning. And I definitely don't regret that because I use my finance degree so much, you know, throughout the duration of my, of my career in the beauty industry too. Um, but so I left aerospace, um, actually gave up like a huge sign on bonus because I left earlier than my contract, but I was like, I don't even care. I can't drive to this cube like one more day, you know? For sure. Yeah. And so I called, um, a friend of mine that I had known from the salon and was just like, Hey, do you want to like open a salon? 
And she was like, yeah. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Cause I'm like, okay, you go from mall to cousin to, to completely abandoning the industry for a minute to like, Hey, let's open our own suite and completely build a clientele from scratch. <laughs> oh, and we weren't even like, let's open a suite. We were like, let's open like a full blown salon. Oh my gosh. Like I mean, full, I like, love it. Like, like full on, like all employees, like everything. I don't even know what we're thinking. Of. The suite would have been a good stepping stone. <laughs> I feel like but that's a good we, thing about going into things with partners is like, if in like the process of like the, oh my gosh, can we not do this? You have your person being like, no, we can do it. Like you almost have each other. Yeah. Uh, like we, fuel the fire of success. For sure. We were a good combination of like my cons being very conservative and then her being like, no, we're doing it, you know? Yeah, so that was really good. So we opened our first salon. Um, and that's kind of how I got into ownership. But yes, I've been so, in every aspect of the business. So going into, of course, now with your Zandyland product, we of course now know that you fell in love with the waxing side of things. So, you know, a lot of cosmetologists don't turn into waxers, you know, estheticians tend, sure. tend to do that, of course, because they think they want, you know, facials, but then they do waxing, but it'll, it's really interesting to me. So whenever you opened your own salon, were you at any, like, where was that transition of you going, hmm, I'm yeah. thinking I want to stay on this side? So like, I actually stayed on the hair side in our salons, um, because my business partner was, uh, an esthetician. And so we kind of wanted to specialize in terms of like our apprenticeship program. We had a great apprenticeship program. And so, um, but I personally have just like, I'm that person that will not give up my SD services. Like I would go for months without getting my hair done. I will have, you know, like roots and split ends, but like, I will not miss a waxing appointment ever, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? And so it's just one of those things that it was, I always really gravitated towards that side of the business. You know, I was always really more, more into those services in terms of like being a client too. And so I, I don't know. I don't know if it is just like, I was meant to be more on that side. Like I always kind of say, like, if I could go back, that probably would be more of the side I would have like leaned into. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just love products and I love, um, facial services and waxing and all of that kind of thing. So it was really, um, my relationships with my SDs too, that always kept me really close to that side. Well, thing. and I'm like, and then you also had your finance degree. So like, I know you saw how lucrative yeah. it is to kind of totally. be turning and burning. And for you, you like hit it on the nail. It's like, you can go a little bit longer for your hair appointment. I mean, but some people can't, but for the majority of the time, it's a lot harder to go that extra month or that extra couple of weeks without yeah. getting your brows done, your legs, your exactly. Brazilian and all of that. Like, that's almost like always comes before anything like else. non-negotiable. <laughs> a total you know? non-negotiable. That's like a perfect way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so that's kind of um, where we're at with the salon. I actually haven't been behind the chair in quite a while because we, our salons grew pretty big. And so we had two locations, 50 employees. Um, and that's insane. You know, we were up. Yeah. We were like a 4 million revenue, like 
when I left the salon. And so I hadn't been behind the chair even like five years before that. So tell me a little bit, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of hone in on that area. I know we have so much to cover and we will, I've got all my little guys right here. But I, I think that a lot of people right now are kind of in the growing their business per se, especially I think mm -hmm. on the podcast, either it's a student, it's somebody who's in a solo suite, or it's somebody who is probably trying to transition into like their own. And having two locations, 50 employees and 4 million in revenue is probably something that they're like, Kirsten, I need you to stop. And I need you to talk about this moment right here. So, um, yeah. I'm trying, let me get literally specific because, you know, yeah. I, I always have people that will message me after I do podcasts and they're like, I want to know more about like this and this and this, but, right. um, you know, you mentioned apprenticeship. And so tell me like a little bit of that. Like, was that an overall process that you used to like help kind of, cause two locations, you can't be at both. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, we're lucky in the sense that there was two of us too. So, um, we had that divide and conquer kind of thing. Um, but we have always really had like a heart of education, I think, you know, so that was always really in us. So it wasn't even necessarily initially that we were like, oh, we're going to do this to grow our business. We were just like, hey, we've been in this industry so long. We have all of this knowledge and we really want to like pay that forward. So, I mean, to this day, that's something I really, really miss is just that like hands-on with service providers like education. So, um, how did, I guess, how did you staff each location? Like, did you have X hairdressers, X SDs, X mm -hmm. waxers, or did you kind of do like a melting pot where you kind of did more than one service? Yeah, no, we, we specialize in our salon. Uh, mm -hmm. so we always did have, um, a, we had, uh, nine chairs at one location and one SD room because we had a smaller location there. And then our other location, we had three SD rooms and then we had um, nine chairs there too. So we had a good mix of that. Our SD business was about 20% of our overall revenue, which in the Aveda world is, is high for, for a salon, a hair salon, um, a hair waxing salon. And so that was something we were really proud of is that we were really we always committed to also building our SD side, you know, and I think that's something that maybe a lot of owners can overlook because I don't think they realize like the profitability and like the revenue potential in waxing particularly. So we just always were really kept focused on that and made sure we always had an apprenticeship going with our um, esthetician side as well as our hair side. Whereas I think sometimes hairstylists can open salons and then you know, like the SD side is just like the redheaded stepchildren, you know, For and sure. we really always wanted to make sure that that wasn't the case with us. So they were Aveda salons that you had two locations towards, mm -hmm. right? So with they like were. Aveda salons, obviously they have to be like a little bit more strict on product, like Aveda salons are Aveda strict. And so I guess now that leads me into, you know, where and if you saw a hole in the market when you are doing these services and using products. Absolutely. And I mean, that's really where our products came from. I don't know that like I ever really intended for it to like be like this huge, you know, thing. It was just like, we were doing these services, you know, and 
selling all these amazing Aveda products with like great ingredients and really amazing sourcing stories and, you know, really clean, clean products that were good for people to use that we felt really confident about it. And then on our waxing side, it was kind of like, there was nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially at the time there really wasn't even a lot on the market that was even available. And so, you know, there was a couple, like a roll-on brand that was just more of a chemical exfoliant that we're in Colorado, right? So it's super dry here. So Mm -hmm. really just kind of did a lot more drying and irritating, maybe got rid of ingrowns, but it was just really drying and irritating. And so I've had that same experience. um, Exactly. And so my business partner had kind of been mixing up like a sea salt tea tree kind of thing that we would sell clients um, to go home with after waxing And we were like, we can just do better, you know? And so actually the deck story is a really funny one where that came from. Our main products are the deck lines, the deck scrub, deck polish, deck glow. And um, we were, I actually came into the break room as uh, my business partner and another um, one of our employees was having a conversation Um, And she's like, all I heard was, oh, I need to get my deck waxed. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to get my deck waxed so bad. It's like, I have hair everywhere. And she was like, they start like laughing so hard. And they're like, "Uh, we were talking about our snowboards. I know. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm like, am I missing out on a keyword right now? (laughs) And you you related it immediately to to your deck. I'm like, clearly I'm not the outdoors girl, right? But... (laughs) So I like think totally like, okay, yeah, Brazilian, you know? And so (laughs) it just kind of stuck from there. And then, you know, as we kept going on and we're like hearing clients, like going to Walgreens and buying like a bikini zone and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. We were just really discouraged with what was out there. And we, I was in the shower one day and I literally like got out of the shower, like dripping wet and called my business partner and was like, we need to sell deck scrub. And so that was kind of like how it started. And I went to formulation um, with a lab and a chemist and we worked for like two years on our formulation. Yeah. You know, it was really about, it wasn't about like us making something to sell to people. It was like making something that we could give our clients that was going to make their service better, you know? Totally. And And so- yeah, I was going to say, because like, I know that there's such a big difference. I actually learned about this at a conference I went to, but private labeling is so much different than customizing formulation. Totally. So yeah. if you're a salon who wants to private label, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's fast. It can usually take anywhere between a couple weeks to like longest, like three months. But if you're customizing right. a formulation, you're looking at a one to year time span because there's so much into it. But of course, in the long game, what you've created, it only has made probably sense and would only make sense for you to custom for me. Yeah. And like what we wanted just wasn't out there anyway. So it's like, even if we wanted to private label something, what we were trying, what I had in my brain as this product just like didn't exist. And so I'm really proud of the fact that we put that time in to really make sure it was a formula that was like unique to us and served, you know, our clients the way we really felt like they needed to be served. Totally. How, um, 
you know, how was that waiting process of like, you know, trying out formulations? Like ultimately, I think who doesn't want something to happen faster than it does? So I can't imagine all the times you probably got a formulation and you were like, man, I just want to text them and message them back and say, okay, fine. But it wasn't the one. Like how many formulations did you go through? Um, I want to say we went through probably like four revisions and then working on for like each product, you know? Right. And then of course, like making sure we were like looking into the clean beauty factor was really important to us because we came from an innovative background. So it's like, we're not going to sell our product, something that isn't equally aligned with how our, you know, business mission was. And so that was really important to us. So on top of like making sure the product actually like looks, felt like worked the way that it we wanted it to, it was really about like also making sure that it had also the, the right ingredients in it too that were aligned with all of those things. And whenever, and I know this story kind of comes to a, a turning point for you in your life because you shared it with me beforehand, but I know that while you were formulating this um, product. Well, I guess after it launched and you were using it with your clients, obviously mm-hmm. the story goes that they loved it because here we are. But I know that you <laughs> at that point were kind of, you know, wearing so many hats at one time and you were super yeah. full-time in your, in your brick and mortars. And then you were also seeing estheticians showing interest in these products. And yeah. so you kind of found yourself at like a fork, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I probably like tried to juggle both for too long, you know, and I, it it came to be like a point where, you know, not only had we been selling really successfully in our salons, we had branched out to like other Aveda salons that heard about us. And then we're in like almost like a thousand locations that we were kind of like, oh, this is like a real thing. you know? Yeah, definitely a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so at that point, actually, I think the universe, so my dad got really sick, actually, at that point, um, with Stella, he had stage four cancer, like really like totally not going to try not to cry, but, um, and I think that, I, my dad was, was alone. And so it was like me to take care of him. And I was like, I can't do it. You know, I just, I can't do it. And so I actually it's took a, a leave of absence from the salon, um, to take care of my dad full time and, um, work on the products company. And so I think that it was the universe's way of showing me something that I, I needed to do. And also how much I, I really like had so much passion for these products. And so even though it was definitely one of like the worst times of my life without a doubt, um, I think it opened my eyes to a lot of different things about what I wanted in life, about where we were headed. And I think it was the universe's way of just giving me a push, you know, yeah, it didn't sure. have to be like such a like tough push, but you know. I know it sucks too because you know I and I've had so many people on the podcast that share stories similar to unfortunately an unfortunate event does happen mm-hmm. to you know kind of 
push them into a direction that they look back on and they're like, I feel like that was for a purpose, but it just sucks that that yeah. has to be the, the way that it happens. And I think that's just the weird thing about life is like, we're always going to kind of be comfortable in where we're at until something really major disrupts it. And yeah. most of the time that disruption is a negative impact on your life, not so much as a yeah. positive one. For sure. And I mean, my dad passed away in February of 2020 and then we shut down like for the pandemic, like two weeks after his memorial. Mm. So it was a really crazy time. Uh, and you know, you, you know, all of us in the industry were just like scrambling to be like, oh my gosh, what do we do? It was, like, and that was another moment for all estheticians. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've heard your story about that kind of launching your podcast and that kind of thing. And it was, it was just an interesting time because I feel like we all lost so much in a way, but we also like gained so much, you know? Totally. I always say like, we're as estheticians, we're so hands-on and we're so go, go, go. Even if you don't feel like you're that way. I mean, honestly, like to be in a room with somebody and physically have to do something to them like that. You're an, you're a go, go, go person, you know, not most yeah. people can do all of that both mentally and physically. Right. And so I always like to give our SCs a pat on the back for that. But I think mm-hmm. when you're like in a standstill where things are just quiet, you realize like, wow, I cannot do this. My brain is not allowing me to yeah. shut off. And I think some of the well, best ideas came from the pandemic for estheticians. Totally. Yeah. And I think like in a way, like, being a service provider is almost like so therapeutic for us as service providers, right? Like we kind of like step into the room or step behind the chair and we are, it like shuts off everything else, right? Cause your main focus is like caring for your client, making sure their experience is amazing. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because absolutely like stepping away from the chair made me realize how much I overthought like everything without that moment to just like care about someone else you know mm-hmm. and so I think that was like the pandemic then we were just thrown into like no more client interactions you know time to like just sit yeah. yourself and it's like wow which is so hard sometimes you're like looking in the mirror and you're like damn it I love I love other people's lives it's not fun looking at you know your own and what you want and it, it gets really ugly and dirty and and you know yeah. it that was a hard For time. Sure. That was a very hard time. For and sure. so in the pandemic, you know, you decided that the product was something more passionate in the time. And so, you know, how did the process of dividing, but then now, you know, kind of taking a hold of just the products work? You know, I would love to say that it was like this, you know, amazing, like loving thing (laughs) that happened. Um, But I don't really know that I ever really wanted to necessarily give up my salons all the way. It was just kind of, that was how um, the cookie crumbled. And I definitely would have, we were fortunate enough to sell one of our locations to one of our amazing stylists who had been with us for a really long time, who we just love and like totally support shout out to deco salon in denver um they so it was really cool to like be able to like pass that baton right like someone who'd been with us for a really long time 
Um, and then we had our other other location. And I think ideally I would have loved to keep one salon and have the product company because I do, I really miss my team. I miss, you know, I miss clients. I miss, there's so much I miss about that environment, you know? Um, but I get it. Like, you know, my business partner and I had built this together and I will never like take away from the fact that we built so much together. Um, but you know, the fact is we just weren't aligned anymore. Like, right. And it wasn't good for either one of us to be in that position. And so I had just worked so hard on the products and really been so invested that there was just no way I could like, you know, turn that over and, and just not be a part of that anymore. And so after I like, you know, worked like till the middle of the night with these formulas and, you know, did so much, it was like, I just really felt that that was where I needed to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I think I would, I will never be in the salon or service side again. Like, I don't know where the future will take me, you know, but yeah. So I like kind of, I got through that. We got through that both of us, you know, I know that that wasn't an easy thing for either one of us. And so we definitely got through to the other side of, of that. And we're here. Yeah. Is your business partner partner still working with you and you with her in any way? No, we don't. Okay. We don't work together anymore. So um, what does your like new staff look like? Did you bring on anybody from the salon? Did anyone want to transition into doing marketing or doing anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. So I love my staff. We had, you know, such great relationships. And um, so I think, as you know, like during the pandemic, there was a lot of like change in the industry, like in general. So when I mm-hmm. left the salon, um, several of our stylists left and went to suites too, because I think, you know, that's a huge part of the future of our industry. And I think it's an amazing piece of our industry. Um, and so I took, um, I have a, had a kind of a person who I've worked with in the salon for such a long time. And we worked together since I opened the salon. And he's just fabulous and amazing and my right-hand man. And so he came with me. Um, and then one of our managers who was managing one of our locations also came with me. And then we kind of work still with a ton of people that we used to work with. So um, my old GM works on our photo shoots with us. Um, a couple of our waxers, like we do stuff in their suites all the time. And we're really lucky that we still have those close relationships. So I'm really lucky that I get to like be a part of that industry um, and that service side big through them, you know. For sure. And it's like a little family, you know, and I think that they yeah. probably love to talk about the product. So with that being said, I want to, you know, was so the deck line was your first line, correct? Yep. Yep. Were so, these two your first formulations? So our deck scrub original was our very first first formulation. And our deck polish original were our very first formulations. And so they are kind of like our hero products. It's like we call it like our OG scrub because it really is our OG mm-hmm. scrub. Um, that's what we launched with. Yes. And who are these intended for in terms of clients? Like what, why were these made? Who were these made for? And yeah. um, yeah. 
So the key with our system really was, I think, to come up with something that was going to be more of an alternative to just chemical exfoliation, which was was a lot of what was out there, you know? Mm-hmm, and we totally. were really wanting to address it from more of a physical exfoliation and a natural chemical exfoliation standpoint. So our deck scrub, um, there were a couple things we really wanted to do different with it. You know, one, we really did not want it to be in a jar because I think when people are in the shower, there's just so much bacteria that gets introduced when water gets introduced to the product. And that's inevitable with a jar product in a jar. So it was really important that we had our scrub in a squeeze tube. Which I love, by the way. So there's going to be people like listening that are just listening, but then also there are people that are able to watch. So for the people that are watching, you're going to be able to see, I'm like over here acting like I'm on QVC. (laughs) When she's talking about it, I'm like holding them up and doing all the dances with them because um, yeah, I'm showing the bottle and I love the packaging, by the way, I, as you can see, like, see how, look at this. You just sent me this and I am, I love it. I've been using it on my underarms, um, because my, you know, I go to the gym, I have natural deodorant on and sometimes body wash just doesn't really get in there and like scrub Mm -hmm. that away. And I love this. It's so non-irritating. It gets all my deodorant off. Like I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah, like it is a, it's also a must for underarms too. It's amazing for underarms. I never, never go without using it on my underarms. Um, and we also have a couple of ingredients in it that make it really good for underarms too, because on top of the squeeze tube thing, one of our other um, really main requirements is that we wanted to make sure it just didn't slip off of your skin when you're in the shower. Because I think a lot of scrubs, it's like you put them on and they're gone before you can even actually get the benefit of using them. So we're like, no, this is going to be like a paste that really sticks onto the skin while you're using it in the shower. And so we actually have um, our shea butter in vitamin E is our base, but we also have a couple of different kinds of clays in it that really help to um, take toxins like right out of the skin. So it really helps to draw those toxins out of skin. So when you're using it like under your underarms, it is definitely going to make your natural deodorant even more effective. And so that was Mm -hmm. one of the things that was really important for us. It's going to kind of draw out all of that gunk too, on top of like doing that really good job exfoliating. And putting this on right now dry, of course, I'm in the shower um, as I've done it before. But honestly, like I can feel the exfoliation because of the, um, the, uh, and it's pumice and bamboo stem, but also because yep. you said that shea butter, I'm also hydrated. Like I can yep, feel exactly. within the exfoliation, like it feels very like, you know, tacky in a good way, which mm-hmm. means that I'm getting that exfoliation that I absolutely love. Yeah. And yeah, you can I'm see like- sure it didn't have kind of that oil base that just was gonna slide off of the skin. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can notice that. I like love that explanation of that because um, I'm seeing it like in, in true time. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah. And, and dry exfoliation with it is amazing when you're looking for that deeper exfoliation yeah. too. So, so love a good dry exfoliation with it too. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm sitting here and I'm just like wiping the, the little like exfoliants away and like I obviously will you know wash this off but it's not like so grainy where it's like getting in between all my fingers like it's a good it's a good mixture like I'm wiping it and now I feel fine 
Yeah. Thank you. I'm like seventh round of formulating and it was like, <laughs> finally we got it there. But so it does have actually know. a little bit less of the physical exfoliant than our original does. So um, uh -huh. if you're looking for like a little bit lighter of an exfoliation, a physical exfoliation, you'll find that with both our sensitive and our pure formulas. Sorry. Amazing. And then when, no, no, you're fine. My, like, I have my phone on do not disturb. And then like, except for my like close friends. And of course that's who calls. So it's fine. Can you, you can hear me now, right? Yes, I can. Totally. Okay. Um, and then of course you have the lotion that comes with the deck scrub. So of course intended for aftercare after the shower use. So, you know, how was this formulation process really making sure you can use this on areas like the bikini and all of that? Exactly. So our deck polish was really meant for a replacement for those people who are going home and using bikini zone, you know, and we really wanted to formulate that. So that was also going to hydrate really well, as well as help with the bacteria that causes ingrowns. Also help with inflammation. Um, so our deck polish is amazing for right after a wax, post wax. We have it in back bar size. So it's amazing for like immediately after wax, it removes wax residue, it cools the skin down, it reduces redness. And then going home, like, you, as you know, like you have to exploit and you have to hydrate to have amazing totally. from your Yeah. From and, it, and that's the thing. It's not just exfoliation. Hydration is just as, mm -hmm. if not sometimes more important than the exfoliation exactly. itself. Exactly. Yeah. We have a really and good can... actually launching soon too. That is all about wintertime exfoliation and hydration. Yeah. And I think people also think, oh, I live in Florida or I live in climates that are more humid, but it's like, trust me, from a Florida girly, the moisturizing step is still just as important, but especially when you're in those colder month skin, like skin area or colder month winter areas, like your skin like needs this hydration yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, so that's where our deck polish kind of came into play. And that has been um, a huge piece of that two-step system that's really going to help you get the best results. So getting into a thousand locations, which is such a huge milestone, I think that that is just like sometimes do you like sit back and think like that's beyond wild? Well, so now we are actually at over 2,000 location for sure yeah uh -huh. and i knew that yeah. growth kept right. happening i just i think yeah. just like as you know and i you know your story of being on your own at 16 and like having a daughter at 19 you know i, I have a three-year-old son so like i know how hard it is to be a mom but then on top of it you were 19 you were single you were going to school but you also were obtaining your cosmetology license or at least paying for your school with your cosmetology license like I think like I'm really, really big on these podcast moments because sometimes we are always looking into the future of what's next. And I think oh, bad. doing these episodes with people, getting you to like go back in time and like realize like, holy crap, like my 19 year old self would be so proud of the person I am now. And then to get that a thousand order, even though now it's even more, it's like those milestones are so important to be like, holy crap, like I did that, you know? But I mean, I think as you know, it's so hard to do that to yourself, right? Yes. It's like, 
I can logically look back and say those things. But even now I'm like, who do I think I am? Like, you know, who do I think I am that <laughs> people like want to hear what I have to say or want to hear, you know, about our products or, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, I, I think it's really tough, especially coming from certain backgrounds to like kick that imposter syndrome. It's mm-hmm. just, and I think so many of us in the faith deal with that, you know, really struggle with, with that. So I appreciate you saying that, but yeah, it's still hard to, hard to say that to myself. One of the coolest things about being someone like you, and I always am really big on this. um, I believe that there are so many people that think that you have to be a certain person or have a certain thing or come from a certain background in order to do X with your life. And so I really do think that anybody like yourself who has proven that that's not true always deserves a platform and always deserves their moment in the spotlight because what you're doing is essentially teaching others that it's completely possible to make the life that you want and, you know, have the resources start at zero and still be able to build from it. Like I have my own story, you know, and I came from very humble backgrounds um, as well. And those are important. Like they're very important to have, but I also think for you, it's such good motive to use for yourself. Like, yeah, I have the imposter syndrome and I don't feel like I'm worthy of it, but because I do feel like that, I'm going to prove to everybody that I am. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, I think that there's been so many like amazing women along the way of this journey that have also just like, you know, paid it forward and supported us in so many ways that I'm so grateful for that, that I always want to continue to also be that, right? To like help share with younger women, you know, help support them, elevate them. Like so many of our waxers that like, just like told everybody about us and, you know, were really there for us when we like launched the company. And it's like, I always want to make sure that we're there for all of these SDs who are coming out and like building their businesses and, and not even thinking that what's really possible yet. You know what I mean? And so it's just like some, one of my favorite parts about totally. this industry and this job is being able to like help those people who are kind of where I was, you know, when I was still working nights, like building a clientele and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, it's really, it really is an amazing, amazing thing. So tell me, just kind of finishing off um, the podcast episode, you know, all about the lineup of products that you currently offer and then how the wholesale program works. So yeah, for sure. So we, uh, right now we have three scrubs in our line. We have our original, our sensitive, and then our pure, which is our fragrance free line. It also has fractionated coconut oil for your like more oily or acne prone guests. Uh, and then we have our two polishes. We have an original and then we have a um, pure in that line as well. So fragrance-free, fractionated coconut oil formula with that. And um, we just launched this summer our Deck Glow, which is our bikini brightening serum, which is an amazing in-between treatment option. So for your guests that deal with hyperpigmentation and scarring, it is just amazing. And I mean, it is like the real deal. Like it, it is such an incredible product. And so 
that is like fast on our original um, our originals heels to become like our top selling product. So it's really cool to have seen the success of that. And that is this little, little guy right here. So mm-hmm. we, and then we also have our kitty wipes, which are individually wrapped wipes. Great for the treatment room. Great for like putting on the bed if you're looking for um, something to put in the room. And those are available in back bar size as well. And as far as um, opening up a wholesale account with us, we have an application with tons of information right on our site at zandylandprofessional.com. And you can kind of find all the information about a wholesale program and the application right there. So we like to make it really, really easy for people to like get an application in. We always have some available to review the application and also answer any questions that you have. So we have a chat bot on our our professional site. You can chat in, ask any questions that you might have. There's a lot of answers right there within the chat bot, but then you can also reach someone live all the time too, to really just Oh, that's amazing. All about what we're about. And do you guys have a minimum order or is there like any um, opt-in like things that you run for new people? So we don't have um, a minimum order. We all are, most of our products are, our retail products are sold in multiples of six. So if you are purchasing, then it's just a, a our minimum purchase would be one of the multiples. Uh, our back bar products are all in singles. So we'd like to make it really easy for people to start out. And when they're opening a suite, we've got some bundles on our site too, that are really amazing. We're starting out, um, we have our Curious Kitten, which is kind of just a bundle for people just kind of like starting out and really wanting to see what it's all about or maybe haven't retailed a ton before. That's just our original hero products. And then we have our Pretty Kitty Bundle, which includes all of our full-size products. And then we have our Fat Cat, which is for like maybe multi-provider <laughs> locations right. and it includes all of our full-size, all of our travel size, as well as all of the so that if you're looking just like fully stock, that's going to just get you right there. So, yeah, so we like to make it pretty easy for people to get on and get what they need and also kind of know what they need. Yeah, well, that's so amazing. Like I said, I have been using the deck scrub in the shower um, probably twice a day, honestly, because I have to um, at least remove, like I said, I'm a, like my deodorant's like a big factor of why this one's been so successful for me. But of course I use it on different areas as well. It's such a great exfoliator. Right. I always just speak on like what I love about a certain product if it does a certain thing. So that's for why sure. I keep going back to underarms. But um, thank for you sure. so much. Yeah, and we for love coming it for the <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, I'm like, I was so nervous about this, but you definitely make it so comfortable and it was amazing talking to you. Now, if you could give any like last words to Estes, I mean, you've done so many motivational, like little nuggets throughout, but if there's anything that you can tell an SD, maybe they're working for somebody and wanting to start their own place, like, and they're looking for a product line to carry. Um, yeah, any motivational things that you can give them from your incredible journey through the industry? Oh, thank you. You know, I would just say that just do it. You know, there is enough success for everyone. And I think a lot of like owners want to make you believe that that's not true, you know, if you're leaving. Um, and I think I would say just do it, whatever that is. If that's opening your own, you know, 10 room salon or going to a suite or 
starting a podcast or starting a product line. It's like, I think that just do it. There's enough success for everyone. And I think the amazing thing about the community, especially like the waxing SD community is there's so much support from each other. Um, and so I definitely think that it's like, follow those dreams that you have, you know, there it's, it's all possible. Yay. I totally agree. And guys, like we're in the waxing industry. It's like just now up and like, I mean, it's been around forever, but we're like seeing such a whole like flip of the switch in terms of like upcomings that this industry is yes. offering. And so now's the time, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's like, you know, when people go waxing, they never come back. <laughs> It's the truest. So thank you, Faye, for coming on yeah. here. Obviously, you were amazing. I know you were nervous, but killed it. Absolutely so killed it. So excited for this episode to drop. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and it was great to talk to you, and I'm available anytime. I love talking industry, love talking business, so I'm always, always free. <laughs>